Postcards from Home. Blanca Frappier lives in Minnesota, USA, where she is an audiobook artist and mother to three young children. In this postcard, recorded on the 26th of April, Blanca reflects how coronavirus has interrupted her year of saying yes, which was about finding herself again beyond motherhood. She also recounts how the effects of living through undiagnosed COVID-19 triggered memories of her impoverished childhood and subsequently deepened her understanding of the decisions mothers make. My name is Blanca Frappier. Um, I am from Minnesota, USA. And I am a stay-at-home mom for about 11 years now. Growing up, I was told I couldn't have kids. I wasn't able to. So when I found out I was pregnant with my first son, um, we decided that I wanted to kind of embrace this phase of life. So I uh, took off time from everything else. Um, I have a 12-year-old and a 5-year-old and a 2-year-old. And my husband is a software architect. I am sending this postcard to my grandma, Shaw. She lived a very long life to about 101 years old. So she's a a very strong, inspirational woman. And um, she did a lot of weird things that I didn't understand as a child or, you know, growing up. Uh, Now that I understand she lived through a pandemic and she lived through the Great Depression, a lot of what she did makes sense. And I just wish I could go back in time and, and not be such a wild grandchild who didn't follow any of her rules and really pushed back so hard now that I know why she did what she did. Um, I live uh, in kind of like a a really quaint town in Minnesota. Um, it's more of the tight-knit community. Um, everyone has big yards and it's kind of spaced out. So kind of that small town Minnesota nice feel. So we're really lucky. We have um, a pretty big yard and we have a little play set in our yard. And, you know, we can always see people walking by, walking their dogs, riding their bikes. Everyone waves and says hi. And, you know, it's a very social neighborhood. So a lot of people like to just stop and talk about the weather and just about how everyone's doing. We're, you know, our neighbors are always checking in on each other and dropping off little gift baskets or little toys for the kids. And, so right now, just looking out my window, I would never know there was a pandemic going on because I'm looking at when people are still walking and still talking and, you know, they distance themselves. But for the most part, it it kind of still looks like it did before, other than um, I am noticing a, a lot more wildlife. So we had some deer walk through our, our yard the other day, and um, we have two ducks that landed in our little mini pond for the you know first time. So the kids are loving the the bunny rabbits in our yard but um, other than the wildlife it almost looks like it did before people really they're still going out they're still walking people aren't wearing masks uh, they're just trying to stay kind of you know the six feet apart after about 11 years of being a stay-at-home mom me and my husband had talked last summer and um, we decided that this was going to be my year of yes when I had my third child, I started realizing that because I'd, I'd given up, you know, my career and I started noticing I'd given up all my hobbies to try and be the mom, you know, I never thought I, I was going to be. So I 
kind of, I think, dived in a little too deep and gave up everything. I stopped painting. I stopped singing. I, um, I used to be in theater from the time I was five on. So for me, stepping away from all artistic things to try and keep the family going, keep the house going. But my husband said that he noticed a change in who I was. I was kind of not as bubbly. I was more like, get down to business. Let's get the things done. So we talked about this being the year I was going to say yes to everything. And I was going to get out a little more. And I was going to get into audiobook recording. And so I had auditioned for those. So from the beginning of this year, I would drop the kids off. I'd come home and I would do some recording in my booth. And um, I was starting to kind of branch back out and kind of find myself again and be the old Blanca that I used to be. Um, so when the pandemic hit, it was everything else stopped again because the kids are home all day. And now I'm trying to be the teacher, the mom, the, you know, my husband calls me lunch lady because I'm the lunch lady now. So that feeling of like worrying that you started something and now it's going to end and you might not ever get back into it again, or everything's kind of, you don't know how long things are over for and just trying to not think about that because it makes you a little, and not as fun to be around with, with the kids, if that makes sense. I grew up very, very poor, below the poverty level. We bounced around from um, low-income housing to, you know, trailers to uh, sharing a one-bedroom orchard shack with like a dirt floor with three other families. My my father was Hispanic and my mom was um, kind of like very, very poor old family in uh, Twisp, Washington. So um, just growing up very poor and knowing, um, you know, going to bed without food and whatnot. My mom was always doing her best to make sure we could eat. And I remember watching her just say, I'm not hungry, I'm fine. And and watching her a few hours later, you know, pass out and faint from hunger. Uh, I didn't really get it then. I just thought maybe it was more of a social thing, like she wanted to look skinny or pretty. And I didn't get it that she was really hungry. She just didn't want us to be hungry. So she wouldn't eat the food. And it really didn't trigger in me until the, the stay-at-home order happened and everyone was acting like it was no big deal. Like, oh yeah, you know, everyone take the weekend off. And it happened, we just got back from our spring vacation and then it, everything shut down. And I remember going to the grocery store, seeing all the shelves empty, just trying to get eggs and there was no eggs or trying to get, you know, just your basic stuff and it was gone. And Tylenol was one of the things we actually needed because um, my kids had started getting a fever about two weeks in after we got back from our vacation and all the Tylenol was gone. The adult Tylenol, the children's Tylenol. I mean, my husband were like, like what just happened? And I came home and, you know, we were having dinner and I didn't feel hungry. And I thought I kind of wrote it off to stress. A few weeks later, I still wasn't hungry and I kept thinking and I started noticing that in the back of my head, I wouldn't take seconds or I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take a full serving. And I started hearing this little voice in my head saying like, gosh, I, you know what, what if in two weeks, this meal would be what my kids would survive on? You know, that feeling of like, 
if I eat it now, what if it means my kid's hungry in two weeks? And I just I found myself unable to really eat or sleep. And I thought like, it started dawning on me that it was affecting me. And I remember, and then like the memories just started coming back to watching my mom not eat and remembering my grandma, how she was very, very strict about you finished your food or you ate it the next meal or the next meal. And it just kind of, I caught myself, my two-year-old refused to eat his spaghetti. And I was like, okay, well, it's going in the fridge. You're eating it tomorrow and you're going to eat it the next day. And at that moment I had to like step back and be like, Hey Scott, I, I need to go take a shower. I need to calm myself down. I'm starting to feel feelings that I just don't understand. And it was like all those memories of hunger and thinking, Oh, I'm so hungry. And, and then remembering my mom not eating. And we were going to go outside and play in the yard because the snow was melting. And I put my clothes on. And this is about a month after lockdown. I put my clothes on and my pants fell off. And I was like, what the heck? So I went and I weighed myself and I realized I hadn't been eating. I hadn't been sleeping. And I had to kind of reevaluate how I was treating myself in all of this. And, you know, noticing that the kids were watching me and not, I didn't realize they had seen, they were, you know, they're very observant. And I think sometimes we, we don't realize how much kids can see or do see. They're very sensitive to everything. So, you know, we sat down and I had a family meeting with the kids and I talked to them about how, you know, things are going to be okay. And we're just adjusting and mommy's just adjusting to it all. And, you know, my husband's been so amazing and supportive and all this. He, you know, I said, I'm really embarrassed that I think I might've cracked a little under everything. And, you know, he knows where I, my, my past. So, um, yeah, just kind of coming back into my body and taking time to breathe and look around and say, we're fine and we're okay. And not letting my past kind of throw me into more of that instinctual survival mode, if that makes sense. Now that I've acknowledged my thought processes and have kind of um, just taken it all in and realized that we have everything we need. And now, right now, I feel very good. I feel very positive, like we've adjusted. They lengthened the amount of stay at home and they let people know school's canceled for the rest of the year. And that actually didn't hit me very hard. I, When they said it, I said, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. So I think that now I have adjusted and I'm enjoying the little things, you know, like warm coffee. Um, during the normal day before, the schedule was so busy and so hectic and I felt like I had to be on every PTA meeting and every this and that. And I never drank my coffee when it was warm. I kept finding it all over the house and I'd microwave it and forget it. So it's the little simple joys like drinking my coffee while I watch my kids play. You know, we get a lot of contradicting news. So for me, I try and take it, hear it and not let it throw me off as best I can. There are still days where I wake up and I walk out into the kitchen and I cook breakfast and I do the dishes and all of a sudden it feels really monotonous. And I say like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then my kids will come out laughing and they're so happy to see me in the morning that I'm like, oh, this is why I'm doing it. It's okay to feel all the different emotions all of the time. You know, it's okay for one minute to be on top of the world and 
to be dancing to music in the kitchen with your kids and laughing because we can do that and it's okay to feel happy, but it's also okay to crack a little. You know, we're we're not super women. We're not, you know, Kryptonians. We're human beings and all these different emotions that we feel, I think we have to acknowledge them and not shove them down because when we shove them down, we're sending a message to our kids that we're not supposed to be feeling all these things and we need to be strong all the time. And I think trying to be strong all the time is what causes us to feel so lost. So I guess I would just say to embrace all these different emotions and to lean on people, even if you can't hug them, to to talk to them and send them a hug over the phone or um, over, you know, FaceTime. Postcards from Home is produced by Eleanor Shember using music created by Kai Engel. 